Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is August 25th, 2023. Today's song recommendations, I have a couple for you today because I simply could not decide between the two of them. Both powerful songs. The first one is To the Table, the second one is Rescue Story, both by the artist Zach Williams. I do hope that you listen to the song with lyrics, sing to God's ears, such, both such powerful songs. Before I get started in today's message, I want to make sure that I promote an online store, angieshomemade.com. Please go to the, her website. She is a strong Christian woman, and I just love her store and her items. I hope that you go, go on there and check them out, angieshomemade.com. I wish you all the best, Angie. Today's message is the second part, the last part of But We Were Justified. These messages were found from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. This one verse prompted this series of messages, the first one titled, But You Were Washed. The second one, but you were sanctified. The third one, but you were justified. The verse says, Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and in the Spirit of our God. Beautiful verse. Other scripture that will be read is found in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2, Galatians chapter 2 verse 16 through 21, chapter 3 verses 23 through 26, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7, and chapter 4 verses 13 through 20. I might skip some of those verses in there, but there'll be quite a bit of verses between 4 and 24 in chapter 4 in Ephesians from 1st Peter chapter 2 verses 23 through 24 and 2nd Peter chapter 2 verses 20 through 22. I had left off in part 1 in Romans chapter 5 and I was talking a little bit about the wrath of God and how we don't want to ever see that ever have to be a part of that so we want to be pronounced not guilty and not go through the wrath of God a lot of different messages have come, been coming on my mind to do you know how you read the Bible and you just go oh man that's important oh that's important everything is so important when I read the Bible but there's just so much to share. So turn your Bibles, and I only have a short window of time, and I do apologize that I haven't been coming on for a time. I haven't been, haven't had the opportunity or the space to do these messages. I, I need um, a soundproof room, and I simply don't have one very often. I turn to chapter 6 in 2 Corinthians. We'll read uh, verses 1 and 2. 
their ministry commended. And working together with him, we also urge you to not receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, At the acceptable time I listened to you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Pause. I wanted to read those because in part one of this message, I, uh, excuse, I'm, excuse the noise, I had touched a little bit on the day of salvation and being ready for it. And we don't want to be, when Jesus comes back, we don't want to be ashamed, feel ashamed or afraid or not ready. We want to be one of the ones that have had the hope in Jesus Christ and, and we have already, we're ready. We are justified. He's pronounced us not guilty and we are ready for his return. So this, this mini series is, is our message is to help you either become ready or strengthen your walk or, or however you want to look at it. But we must not be afraid of when Jesus returns. That's the goal, right? That we have, um, been washed by the blood of Jesus and justified because and then also I talked about uh, I talked a little bit about not receiving God's grace in vain let's not receive it in in vain he came to save us from our sins he, he died on that cross so his blood could atone for our sins he resurrects it resurrects on the third day and goes back to heaven but we cannot take what he did in vain. We cannot mock God. We cannot play games with God. We just cannot. Turn to Galatians chapter 2. And we will read verses 16 through 21. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Since by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. I'm going to pause right there. Now remember, To be justified is to set somebody or something right or to declare something righteous and righteous righteousness mean righteousness means simply to do the right thing we must also repent from our ways and turn away from sin but we have the act of making someone right with God we are not condemned any longer, but we are now justified because of the completed work for those who receive faith in Jesus Christ. We have to receive faith in Jesus Christ. This is a free gift of God given to us to those that receive by faith the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the free gift of righteousness. Living in sin 
If you're living in sin, you're, sin, you're living outside of what God wants for your life. You're living outside of the will of God. So continuing there in Galatians says this, and we cannot... There's a lot of people that think that we we are saved if we follow the law, the first five books of the Bible, or the Ten Commandments, or as long as we're good people, we're going to be saved. But no, none of that is going to save you. It's having faith in Jesus Christ, believing in your heart, everything that He did, and confessing Him that He is the, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, repenting from sin, having a relationship with him. I said in the last message, I can know somebody down the street and know what his name is and never know him. So if you're one of those that knows of Jesus but have never gotten that time, had or taken the time to get to know him, then he doesn't know you. You have to have an intimate relationship with him. We cannot be saved by the works of the law. Now the works of the law, the law was given as a tutor for us to, as a guide. But because Jesus came, he doesn't hold us to keep in those laws because he knows the reason he came is because he knew we couldn't keep them. He is the last spotless sacrifice that died for our sin and it doesn't mean that you that he's given permission for us to keep sinning absolutely not it's it's a it's guidelines on what not to do but if we have Christ in our heart we know what not to do we have to nail our old self to the cross and we have to pick up our crosses and walk with him and follow him the the uh, faith in Christ you're justified pronounced not guilty by having faith in Christ and not by the works of the law and by the works of the law no flesh will be justified but if while seeking to be justified in Christ we ourselves have also been found sinners is Christ then a minister of sin may it never be for if I build what I have once destroyed I prove myself to be in be a transgressor for through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Pause. We must crucify our lives to the cross. We must, we must, we must. If Christ lives in me, am I going to just keep on living my old life? None of that makes sense. I heard somebody recently say, but God, he's sanctifying us. Yes, he is. But first we have to have his spirit. The more I read, the more I have found that, that water does not save someone. If you're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ there is much scripture that says the Apostles then laid hands on people to save them to excuse me to give them the Holy Spirit we have to ask Jesus for the Holy Spirit our hearts have to be ready it, it's it's a heart it's faith in Jesus Christ that comes in our, comes from our heart and we don't want to sin 
if we have the Spirit of God now living in us. Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. This is the attitude everyone should have. Now, if you are saying that you're saved and you're ready for the return of Jesus, because, guys, ultimately, the gospel of Christ is teaching us. We're in school so that we, we can learn how to be ready for when Jesus Christ returns. And if you say, if you say you're ready and, and you feel ashamed when he comes, because you're, you were still living your old life, and you were still waiting for the Holy Spirit to sanctify you, then you have a problem. Sanctification comes only when we receive the Spirit of God, and it doesn't come up just because you, you were water baptized. Uh, there's much scripture that supports this. The apostles are known known to say, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were baptized? Some did not. There's a story, this story was brought to my attention, found in Acts chapter 8 about Simon the sorcerer. He was baptized, he believed, but he did not have the right spirit. <laughs> and I don't think he got it because he thought he could buy the Holy Spirit. So there are people that believe, and even the demons do, and they, they shudder. They, they, they know who God is. So you, you can be baptized, but if you're being serious and coming up as a new creation in Christ, in other words, I shared a story once where a church was doing a baptism and the, and the gal was gay, and I just heard about this. And she was told she was okay like that. And when she came up from the water, she was still okay like that. And then the Holy Spirit of God would then sanctify her. And these gals are still going to the church, the, the, the married lesbian gals. No, that is not right mind. You have to repent. You come up not wanting to be a sinful creature. You have to come up knowing that you've nailed your old self to the cross. And most of the times when somebody has been water baptized, it's after they've already been saved and they already have a beautiful, loving, intimate relationship with the Lord. And then they come up out of the water and it's just like they're just rejuvenated because it's like one of the steps to get closer to God and to be in it's a in it signifies coming up and being washed clean but if somebody is following along and gets baptized and and doesn't know the meaning of what what, what they're doing or it sounds great or it's a check little check box that they're checking off their list you may not have the, the holy spirit yet and need to work towards it especially if the holy spirit is not sanctifying you and not doing any 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 work in you and then the ones that do receive the holy spirit that confess with their mouth and believe in their heart and they repent of their sins and they nail themselves to the cross and and they repent and and they they don't want to live in sin and they they get to know the Lord Jesus Christ and there's a relationship an, an intimate relationship then he begins a good work in you I'm confident of this he begins a good work in you and he is faithful to complete it 
turn to Galatians chapter, I think we were just there. Let's go to chapter 3 now, verses 23 through 26. It says this, But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith, which was later to be re revealed. Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ, so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Pause. Faith came. Jesus Christ came. He is the promised Messiah. Abraham talked of the promised Messiah. He believed in the promise. The whole the entire, from Genesis 3.15, there was a promised Messiah, a savior of the world that would come and save those that believe in him. I want to read verse 27. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. It's a baptism, a circumcision of the heart. That's the baptism that will save you. It's a baptism of the heart, a circumcision of the heart, where you become new, born again. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ. So we have to have faith in Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to get to him. When he came, he was able to say, okay, I know you guys have had all of these commandments, and I still want you to keep them. But he was saying, I know that you can't keep all of them. So that's why I'm here, so you don't feel condemned anymore. And we repent. We repent of everything we used to do, of the old person we once were. And he says, but still use that as a guideline. Don't keep sinning. This isn't permission to keep sinning. It's not permission to keep sinning. It doesn't give you a pass to keep sinning. So if that's you out there, stop doing that. We want to be ready, guys. Ready, ready, ready for when Christ returns. Oh, I'm running out of time. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 says this but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift pause I mentioned a little bit about the Apostle Paul's thorn and Jesus said to him and he kept he asked Jesus three times to remove the thorn and Jesus said my grace is sufficient for you in other words he left the thorn there now verse 7 says but to each one of us grace was grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift so he's going to give us a measure of his grace so we may still end up with thorns and illnesses, but we can also have people pray for us and be delivered from those. I strongly believe that. So each one of us has a measure of Christ's gift. Let's go to Galatians 3, verses 23 through 26. says this, I am not in 
Sorry. Chapter four, beginning at 13. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love. We are now to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Once we have the Holy Spirit of God, we are attaining or trying to get there. This is to me a sanctification and getting there to be a to to know the, the knowledge, the full knowledge of God. Some of us are mature, some of us are just barely becoming Christians, but we are God has began a good work in us and He's faithful to complete it until we have the 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 faith excuse me, the knowledge of the Son of God and then we become a mature person to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves of everything everything else. All the world is trying to teach us. We don't want anything of the evil person, evil devil anymore or the demons anymore. We are not going to be tossed here and to and fro and wherever the wind wants to, to throw us. Some people are followers and they go following the trickery of that man and scheming of that guy. But no, we have to bring people back by speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head. We have to grow up. We have to become mature. I may be running out of time, so I may end up have, having to uh, end in uh, verses, I want to read, I'm going to go ahead and read the Christian walk beginning in 17 and ending in 24, I believe. So this, and I may just finish here guys and call it good. Uh, we must be justified. We must be found not guilty and there is a process. If I listen back and I, it ends up that I've left something out, I'll come on again and, and finish. But I am running out of time. So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in, the under, in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they have become callous, have, eat, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, 
you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Pause. Listen. This is where I'm coming from. If there are a lot of people that I know that, that claim they're born again, but it makes me wonder because they're still approving sin on many levels. And I love it how he puts it in here. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him. Sometimes a person cannot have the Holy Spirit yet. Sometimes you can have the Holy Spirit and deeply grieve him by your actions. And I am not one of the ones that believes once saved, always saved. I think there are people that return back to their vomit as is found in Second Peter. And they lose their salvation. So we really just have to continue studying in, in the Holy Scriptures. And this is the intimate relationship that we can have with Jesus Christ by learning about Him and learning His character, His name, who He is. And we have a, a, a strong love for Him. And we, get, we stand in our faith so firmly and boldly stand in our faith. Put on the new self, which is, in the, which is the likeness of God. To be sanctified is to be set apart and made holy. Because if we have the Spirit of God, do we, not, do we want to be unholy? No. If you're still living unholy, and purely unholy, and, and giving God a, I'm sorry, and going back to your old life, and, and, and playing this game, I, I, don't, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Let's turn to First uh, Peter, chapter two, verses twenty-three and twenty-four. I may have time to finish. Verse two, twenty-three and twenty-four says this. Well, First Peter two. 23 and 24. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds we were healed. Pause. Jesus did the, the will of the will of the Father, and He says, These, "This is how I know that you that you love me if you do the will of my Father." And if we're living sinfully, are we doing the will of our Father? No, something's something's haywire. And again, we're never going to get it right. That's why Jesus came to so that we could be forgiven from past sin, current sin, and sin that we'll do in the future. But 
Now we're living as a new creation and not wanting to, and we feel bad for doing anything, and we have a, a heart for God and a repented, we repent. We feel bad. To repent is to turn away from something. If we keep, keep turning to sin, to sin all the time, uh, that's not good. He, we are kept, it says here, he who judges, the Father who judges righteously, and he himself bore our sins on his body on the cross so that we might die to sin. And circle the word might. We might die to sin. There's some of us that aren't dying to sin. There's some of us that keep wanting to live our old self with the title born again. So, okay, go to chapter 2 in Second Peter. Uh, verses 20 and 22 says this, and I'll end there. For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and, ha and are overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment handed on to them. It has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow after washing returns to wallowing in the mire. Pause. Returns back to its own vomit after washing but you were washed after washing they turn back to their own vomit after they've already known the knowledge of the lord and savior jesus christ they are again entangled in them now some lost sheep become entangled in the sinful lifestyle but some are just considered lost sheep. They have not been overcome. To the ones that have been overcome by darkness, overcome is they're just done with Jesus. They're they're overcome. They lose their salvation. And they go back. Ooh, it says, for it will be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than have known than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment handed on them to be righteous is somebody that has been set right the act of making someone right with god these are to the people that know the knowledge of being right with god and then they just go completely the opposite direction it might fall under, I'm going to end there, I, it might fall under, remember I gave you the story of the person that was in my family, now it's, he's an ex-family member, he loved pornography, loved it. He went to a Catholic school, he might have been saved in, at one point in his life, but he lost his salvation or he's going in the wrong direction 
And all he wants is good 15 minutes before he dies to get right with God. He knows he knows where he'll go if he doesn't if he if he's not given an extended deadline. That is mocking God. That is returning back to his vomit. He may be one of the ones that has been overcome. Uh, so we want to be justified. We want to be washed, sanctified, justified. To be washed is to for what God did for us, and He washes away our sins by the by His blood. He atones for our sins. We receive a new heart. We become sanctified, set aside as holy because God is holy. If we have a holy God in us, we are sanctified and set aside as holy to be holy. This, these are the people that have received the Holy Spirit. I'm going to reference the story of Simon the Sorcerer in this, in this, because this is only one account where I've seen he believed and he was baptized, but he did not receive the, the Holy Spirit. I'll reference that in the notes. And if we're sanctified and the sanctification process is being a set, to be set aside and be holy, God is faithful to complete a good work in us. The sanctification begins. And then we are justified, pronounced not guilty before the Lord, before the throne of God. We are ready. Okay, I hope that you have enjoyed this mini-series. Um, again, I've got a lot, lots to say. I am currently in the book of, I just finished Ephesians, just currently started the book of Philippians. I do want to go back to, to Psalms and read Psalm 41, I believe we're on. Oh, such a powerful psalm. That psalm, the next psalm, talks to the fact of, I just believe that people go through stuff, some awful evil stuff, From they have to go through slander and all kinds of shenanigans like that and I believe it speaks about nobody can take away our character nobody can take away our our strong and good character no matter how much they try nobody can do that I will try to get back on schedule next week Again, I do appreciate that you listen and excuse me for fumbling my words. It's very early here. We're going on a camping trip, so got to get packed. Uh, I hope to have a friend help me work on a soundproof room and another friend help me work on some better equipment so I can come on a little more often. Much love to all. All the glory to God. Oh, all the glory to my loving and precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Until next time, bye.